God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this Sunday of the Ascension through Jesus Christ our Lord. Up, up, and away is how Jesus ends his mysterious 40-day ministry on earth after his resurrection. I say mysterious because, well, let's face it, in 40 days, you and I could say and do a lot. No doubt Jesus did too, but as we have seen these last six Sundays, we followed Jesus to only the same amount of places for those Sundays. The garden tomb, the road to Emmaus, Emmaus the village, the locked house in Jerusalem, the lake shore in Galilee, and the hill nearby. Surely he must have gone a few more places than that in 40 days. And what about the things he said during that time? I've read all four Gospels plus the book of Acts from start to finish to our youth at the beach. Okay, not all in one day, mind you. <laughs> but, but all together, that's about 13 hours worth of reading aloud and Jesus' words only take up about four hours of that. And after the resurrection, Jesus speaks for only two minutes and 50 seconds. If you add up his words, I've timed it. Two minutes and 50 seconds, that's all. Now we know already the New Testament doesn't contain every word and act of Jesus. John the Apostle even says there wouldn't be enough paper in the world to write down all the things that Jesus said and did. Yet if we had even an hour's worth of teaching from Jesus that we hadn't had before, it would be a priceless treasure, wouldn't it? Lord, give us more than two minutes and 50 seconds worth of your word after you came forth from the tomb. This is why the 40 days between Easter and the Ascension are a bit mysterious. What more did Jesus say to his disciples? You know, the few minutes that we have seem to be more of the same of what he said before he was crucified. Luke says Jesus demonstrated many convincing and infallible proofs. We don't know what all those were. The resurrection is certainly one of them. And the appearance to his disciples in the locked room is another. There had to be more, though, in those 40 days. What a precious short time that was of Jesus' presence on earth in, in, what a, in, a, in a remarkable way. It all culminates in the last place of the resurrection, Bethany. Or as, as far as Bethany, Luke says, you know, just on the southern slope of the Mount of Olives. You know, everything Jesus says, everything Jesus does, he does for a purpose, and he does it for you. On that last place of the resurrection, he left you in good hands for you. A mother would bring her little boy each morning to preschool, kiss him goodbye, and tell him, don't worry, I'm leaving you in good hands. Years later, as the mom became advanced in age 
and dementia took its toll on her, the son, now a middle-aged man, took his dear mother to assisted living. As he left her in her room, he said to her, I'm leaving you in good hands. The mother, who couldn't remember a conversation she had minutes earlier, remembered those same words she said to him all those years ago. When Jesus ascended back to heaven so many lifetimes ago, he left us in good hands. Whose hands? Well, the apostles, for one. The good news about Jesus Christ was left in their hands to give others. And they were to handle this treasure carefully, not messing with it as far as, you know, changing the message to fit the time or the places or anything like that. They were to handle it carefully in its use of law and gospel so people would become aware of their sin and the need for the Savior. The apostles and those who came after them built up the church. God's message of love and forgiveness is in good hands. You know, there have been some rough times in the history of the church when Christians weren't in such good hands of the church, such as the time of Martin Luther. And even today, with the Christian church so fractured into so many groups, you know, one has to be discerning to know if they are in good hands. But when Jesus ascended, he also left us in the good hands of the Holy Spirit. See, if he had only left us to ourselves, it would have been a disaster for the gospel. Had Jesus ascended and left everything to the apostles without the Holy Spirit to help and encourage and build and, and, and create faith and keeping the word on track and maintain the truth and keep the word alive, sin would have destroyed everything. You know, and the church would have sputtered and collapsed before it even got going. The same would happen to us today if the Holy Spirit ever departed from us. That's why we sing in the offertory of our worship, O oh God, take not the Holy Spirit from me. Like preschoolers left at the steps on the first day of school, we cry, we resist, we rebel, we're scared, we want to go home, and we wonder where God is, like we wonder where did mom go, where did dad go, why did they leave us here? Somewhere in the Bible, Jesus says, I will never leave you or forsake you. But in times of sorrow and tragedy, these words can seem like a cruel betrayal. We find ourselves like Jesus' disciples at his going up, up, and away, staring into the sky and wondering what just happened, and perhaps asking, haven't we been through enough? We explored that a little bit last Sunday, didn't we, at the, at the mountain in Galilee where, where had we been there too, you know, we might have been just as perplexed and maybe even a little doubtful that it was Jesus there after, after all that had taken place in such a short period. The big cruelty, of course, being his death by crucifixion. Now he's leaving again. Just when things seem like they might be coming back together. <laughs> the, the disciples even asked Jesus before he goes up, Lord, 
Now are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Meaning, now are you going to drive the Romans back to where they came from for good? And Herod too? You know, because Herod and his sons weren't real Jews. They were descendants of the Edomites from down south in the Jordan Desert. You know, racism racism was a thing then too. It was bad. But how different are we than the disciples? Now that we are Christians, and especially Christians of the church, which has had so many generations to improve our lives, shouldn't our lives be better? Jesus will never leave or forsake us. So this world and the devil can never inflict cruelty on us, can it? Some of us know the answer too well. And those those of us who haven't suffered yet will know in time. Loss, pain, crime, spiritual and mental conflict, life can seem cruel. But remember what the disciples heard as Jesus went up, up and away. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing into the sky? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come as the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Here are these two angels again. These guys are always showing up at the weirdest times, aren't they? And saying the darndest things. As Jesus is going up, up and away, he's still speaking to his friends through these angels, saying, let go of the past and stop worrying about the future. I'm leaving you in good hands. This saying will culminate a little while later at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes into the world in a way it hadn't done up to that time. And he will cause thousands to be added daily to God's book of life, and it won't stop there. We'll save more of that later for Sunday the 23rd. In the meantime, Jesus, in all his sufficiency for your life, my life, our lives together as his church, reminds us, isn't it enough that the word became flesh, is with you daily, even hourly, minutely, as he sits at the right hand of the Father whom we cannot yet see? Yet in every moment right now, through the power of the Holy Spirit, creates faith in us, in our hearts to believe in Jesus Christ and gain the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and love for others. Isn't it sufficient? Isn't it enough? Yes. We have a preschool here too, you know that. And every start of the school year for the three-year-olds, one or two of them will have a rough day of it, you know, with separation, you know, maybe even two or three rough days until they get familiar with coming to school. And the child typically cries and cries unconsolably, sometimes the whole morning. And after a few days of this, though, the child learns that mom and dad come back, you know, they, they will They come back to get them because they love them. Likewise, Jesus loves us. And although he has gone up, up and away to the Father, 
He's promised to take us to the place that He has prepared in His Father's house. We cry while we're here, but we can rest assured that in His love for us, Jesus will return. And He's given us His Spirit who lives in us and assures us of Jesus' presence in our lives each and every day. So may it be so for you, and may the peace of God which passes all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.